Good morning, everyone. Okay, it's me that's late again. Sorry, didn't have my phone charged. I'm Maria Mariano. Yes, yes, I know we're at over 300 hours of the podcast. And no, 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 I still didn't figure it out that I got to charge my phone <laughs> to be able to do it. Anyways, moral of the story. Remember this, guys. Repetition, repetition, repetition is the mother to developing all skills. So don't you ever give up just because you tried something two times. We are at over 300 hours in the podcast, and I still forgot to charge my phone. So let's dive right away into the subject today with Stephen Covey, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I was sharing with my friend Melanie and my friend Monique that are on my Zoom this morning. Monique, presidential director, I I saw you doing that organigram. It's coming. It's coming. Okay. Um, I was sharing with them, I know why people have... Regular people, I don't know what the right word to use. Mr. and Mrs. Everybody have a very difficult time with this book because he keeps putting it in our faces. We are responsible, able to respond. And he brings it back and he brings it back. So it's not an easy book to read in that sense because now somebody like you, Karine Valois, directrice, if you see my French, I'm coming to the English. What? Okay. You're, you've had failures and, and you've blamed your circumstances. You blamed your mother. You blamed your father. You blamed, you know, whatever. And now all of a sudden, Stephen Covey says, uh-uh, uh-uh, it's your fault. And that's why this book is difficult. It's hard to accept. It's hard to admit that I am responsible. So today, we're at the part in the book that's called habit number two. So remember habits one, two, and three are internal victories, private victories, things between me and me. And what he's saying, Stephen Covey, is until I don't have my private victories, me winning over me, I can't go on to habits four, five, and six, which are the public victories. So what are the private victories? Things like You know that smoking is harmful. You stop smoking. This is a private victory. Example. Okay. You know you should be exercising because you're not fit. And every time you catch yourself out of breath with no energy, you keep repeating to yourself, oh, I got to get in shape. Well, those are the private victories, you know. Um, Self-talk. Let me talk to you about another example of a private victory. You know, you're able not to stop saying, I'm so stupid. You know how many people say to themselves in a day, I'm so stupid? Anna, don't lift that hand of yours. You're only 18. You should have been doing that, okay? Because I have my Zoom, so I watch my people, my family, my internal family here, okay? So these are my internal victories. So now we're in habit number two, habit number two. And in habit number two, we're talking about beginning with the end in mind, beginning with the end in mind. Oh, my God. And he brings us to the end in mind. Yes, Melanie Miller, to have goals. You know, you have a dream board, whatever. But that's that's only one end in mind, you know. But you also need the plan. So you have the the part where you imagine your end in mind, where you feel your end in mind. You write your end in mind. But then you also need the plan of action. And, you know, a plan to assess and a plan to dodge and a plan to redo that plan. Like, it, it's it's not easy. So I won't go over the whole chapter so far, but we're going to dr- dive in right away using your whole brain. Now, what's funny is, Monique, you were there yesterday and we did with Anthony Robbins, the brain, right? And it's so funny. So far, what we do on Wednesday, 
we dive in even deeper on Thursday with Stephen Covey, and it's com two complete different authors. Look at this. You have Stephen Covey that has a doctorate's degree, and you have Anthony Robbins, who's kind of the Maria of the world of uh, speaking, right? <laughs> but, but they say the same thing. They say the same thing. So using the brain, or today, Stephen Covey is going to talk about using the whole brain. Oh, so let's begin. Dive in with me. For those joining us for the very first time, this podcast is called The Millionaire of the Diamonds. The vision is to build 1,000 millionaires, which means not only are you mortgage-free, debt-free, but you're making enough money, Monique, to help out your kids, maybe to help out a, a mother, a dad, a sister, a brother. Like We're talking about real money that you will be empowered to make a difference in this world. And the mission is very clear, very simple, very clear, very simple. Create our own community where we level up. And we learned at our seminar for leaders that resilience, where we see mostly resilience in people is people that are part of a greater community. So when Melanie Miller, you shared your story, it was your, your schooling. This, this community built your resilience, the church. This builds resilience. So being part of the podcast, we want to offer you a community so you increase your resilience. And when you increase your resilience, you have now, Melanie, we just did our presentation together, increased resilience. It goes, goes hand in hand with emotional intelligence. All that being said, diving into the subject, you're going to see how everything is connected. Stephen Covey says, our self-awareness empowers, empowers versus to examine, empowers us, sorry, to examine our own thoughts. Now, self-awareness, those joining us for the very first time, self-awareness is a gift that God gave human beings. The animal kingdom does not have self-awareness. The reptile kingdom, I don't know how to call it, the, you know, whatever else is on this planet, nobody has self-awareness besides the human beings. The, the, in, in self-awareness, there's two unique human endowments in here, right? Two unique things, okay? Number one is imagination, and number two is consciousness. These are the primary functions of the right brain. And believe it or not, Marie-Pierre, this is what we use the least. Like, I was um, impressed to read that we're often in the left side of our brain, even if it sounds Chinese, hang on by the end, you're, you're gonna understand it. But it's tapping into the right side of our brain intentionally. And this is why people like my husband, who has a doctorate degree in civil engineering, have a hard time with the imagination and the consciousness because it's right side. He's very technical. He's very mathematical. So he's, all, he's always on the left side. So two unique human endowments that help us practice habit number two, which is begin the end in mind. Today, we're talking about using the whole brain, imagination, and self-consciousness. These are the primary functions of the right brain. Ways to increase self-awareness. So if you're writing, ways to increases, increase. Very important to improve your performance. So I do a better job at washing my dishes every time and not a half-assed job, excuse my expression. Now that I'm reading, I understand it increases my self-awareness. Like the simple act of washing the dishes 
drying the dishes, putting the dishes away, cleaning the sink until it shines, Melanie, without the little, you know, pieces of salad in the hole with the, with the orange soap foam, I call it. Well, believe it or not, little acts like this, little acts like doing your bed every morning increases self-awareness. What Stephen Covey is saying is it is important to improve every single performance you do, no matter how little the task or how big the task. Are you doing it better than the last time you did it? Cooking. Melanie, when you started cooking, imagine what it did for your right side of the brain. You're like Mohammed. You're a left-sider. She's, you know, she's a doctorate's degree. She's a scientific. So when we brought her to the kitchen with our multi-level marketing business, automatically Melanie was working on the right side. You know, she was using imagination. And like I was reading this today, and of course I was fitting in this uh, in my podcast. People like Melanie in my life, and people like Mohammed that have doctorate's degree. I said, "Oh my God!" So let's continue. Very important to improve your performance will help you increase your self-awareness. So number one, you want to go get now, when, in every performance you do, whether it's cooking, okay, ask your husband, give me your feedback. So there's two ways now that I can increase, again, self-awareness. Being very intentional when I'm doing something to do it the best ever. And number two, go get emotional feedback and go get concrete figures, the facts. You need to go get both feedbacks. And that brings me back to our organization, Marie-Pierre, why it has been increasing for 38 years. We invest so much time in giving the best conferences ever and then meeting with our top people to get their feedback. And in the feedback, we ask them, Melanie, what did you like? What you didn't like? And what are your recommendations? So we're going to get the facts and the emotional side of how they felt with the presentation. So a few reasons to be self-aware. It is to increase my life to a higher standard of living. Now, who would love to, to live their perfect life? Those that I see on the Zoom, raise your hands. Who would like, you know, exactly. Now, if I want to live my perfect life and it does exist, okay, I need to increase my self-awareness. So, one, when you know your weaknesses, when you know your weaknesses, you know what you have to improve and therefore direct your efforts in the right place. Right or right? So, self-awareness is very important. I need to identify my weaknesses, okay? Number two, what does it do? You know who to surround yourself with. Hmm? People who have strengths where I am weak, it is much easier to overcome difficulties. Working with complementary people is always easier when you already know your strengths and weaknesses. So when I look at me, Maria, over 38 years, for the longest time, and we covered that with Stephen Covey in the chapters before, for the longest time, Laura, I always said to myself, well, I don't have a university degree. Well, there was a little part of my brain that, well, you don't have a university degree. Well, you don't have a university degree. Well, you don't have a university degree. Like this little silent voice, right? Until I, 
I increased my performance. And every time I did something, I did it better than the last time. So I went from cooking a traditional, you know, average repertoire of seven great recipes. Now I can do Marie-Pierre, you know, I can do 100, 200 recipes and they all taste one more amazing than the other. So as I increased, okay, my performance, I said less and less, well, I don't have a university degree. And I began saying more and more, who can compliment me there? And this is where Melanie Miller became one of my best friends. Reason number one, I needed you in my life, Melanie. I need you, not needed. I need you. Just making sure she understands that when we retire, we retire together. I need Melanie Miller. Who else is on my, on my team? I call it my Maria team. Marie-Pierre. Marie-Pierre has a master's degree and she's completely scientific, which I am completely, I mean, I failed algebra for God's sakes. Okay. Like to me, I never understood this concept of letters and numbers and parent. I have no clue. No clue. I passed because I had a good friend sitting in front of me when it came to the exam. All right. Okay. But I surround myself. Who did I marry? Who did I marry? Mohammed with a doctorate's degree. So number two, know with who to your surroundings. Know with who to surround yourself because you're self-aware of your strengths and your weaknesses. Number three, being self-aware of my strengths and weaknesses, we gain objectivity and it helps us make our choices and decisions because it's being objective in a decision that is the most difficult, right? So surrounding ourselves with people that have strengths where we have weaknesses, it increases our objectivity. Thank God for Melanie Miller and Marie-Pierre, because a lot of times I'm going, yeah, let's do it, guys, let's do it. And then Marie-Pierre, mm. Melanie Miller, yeah, you were, and with a beautiful English accent, right? And then I have Mohammed. Did you talk to Melanie? <laughs> because he knows if I talk to Melanie, I'm going to change my mind. So it helps us make our choices in our decision in an objective manner. Number four, self-awareness helps us to be proactive. There goes that word again, Melanie, proactive. We need more recruits right now. So I'm trying to be proactive with the recruiting. Okay. So self-awareness helps us to be proactive instead of reactive. And right now I have a focus in my mind, which is to increase recruiting and I don't want to be reactive. So Thanks to um, Marie-Pierre, where we're discussing what we're going to do in our team meeting. What's amazing is I'm very reactive when I want something now. And because I'm mixed with Marie-Pierre, we're going to be proactive instead of reactive and get, an, get amazing results in the last seven days of our business month. So self-awareness helps us to be more proactive instead of reactive and makes us rise makes us rise our standards always achieving our next better self so what i want to see happening in the last week of our business month is having the highest level of recruiting ever because we're all going to be proactive and each one of us is going to figure out the one thing that we need to do to bring in 100 recruits type of thing okay so we're thinking proactive number five self-awareness helps us to improve emotional intelligence. There we go again, Melanie Miller, Marie-Pierre, emotional intelligence. You cannot have emotional intelligence without self-awareness. Whoa. Improving this skill 
Improving this skill makes us understand better the problems we face. We, I'm hoping it's a right word, de-dramatize. I'm looking at my English. Yeah, it's a good word. Okay. We de-dramatize and find the best way to solve them. You know, I always say I don't do drama. I don't do drama. Not even having read this section of the book, now I understand why I don't do drama. Like some people say, well, just get your kids to do it. I don't do drama. Guys, I don't do drama. I'm not going to deal with my nine-year-old going, oh, then why is it? I don't do drama. I don't do drama. Because if I'm doing drama, how will I have the energy to do what I need to do to be proactive? I just make more money and hire the help I need so I don't have to do, deal with drama. Melanie, you get me. Eh? I, I'm not going to start arguing with my husband because he didn't even put the dishes in the, in the dishwasher. He has other qualities, period. I don't do drama. So self-awareness helps us improve emotional intelligence, which means we're no longer drama queens. Whoa! Okay. There's a few people I'm sure you're thinking of right now, okay? So for all these reasons, it's important to be self-aware when you know your strengths and your weaknesses. It's easier to resolve and advance rapidly, okay? The question here is, okay, are you able to ask your brain? Okay, so if you're digging, if you're leaning in, write this down. Are you able to ask your brain? Fun questions to ask your brain. Are you able to ask your brain? To stimulate self-awareness. Number one, ask yourself good questions. Okay, so you want to stimulate self-awareness. Ask good questions and probe feedback. So I'm, I'm repeating, you've got to ask the good questions. So if I would say to Melanie, tell me, Melanie, everything you loved about the seminar versus Melanie, we're going to cover three things, what you loved, what you didn't like, and what are your recommendations so the next seminar is better. You see, ask the right questions to people, but also to yourself and ask for feedback. Once you've defined your motivations and goals, now you can write your mission statement because don't forget, we're still at the stage of being able to write a mission statement or many mission statements. Those that are joining us for the very first time, for my business is helping families regain control over their kitchen. For my, my, my couple with Mohammed is to be an example. We can love each other for our differences and not have war. And, you know, I, for my children is my mission statement is telling women Woman emancipation, telling women, yes, you can do both. Realize yourself as a businesswoman, as an entrepreneur, and be a phenomenal mother. So if, if you want to be able to define this, these mission statements, you have to understand what motivates you and your goals. So questions that, that we pulled out, I said, what about what am I trying to achieve? Isn't that a great question to ask yourself, to increase your self-awareness? work on your brain left and right. We're going to see the importance of both. What am I trying to achieve? Okay. What am I doing that is working? I look at my life and I say, what is really working, Maria? Like just yesterday, I needed to make a decision whether to continue to do something or not. It took me the whole day because Ma um, Marie-Pierre, I was asking myself all kinds of questions because a lot of times you know, Melanie, we do stuff, we work hard because we're hard workers, but it's not giving us the results. We have to, we have to learn to give it up. Okay. What am I doing that is slowing me down? 
And the last one I love, what can I do to change? So now we're going to go to Marie-Pierre, who's going to introduce herself, please share, but explaining us the importance of both sides of the brains and what happens on each side. Take it away, Marie-Pierre. Thank you, Maria. So yes, I'm Marc-Pierre. I'm 30 years old. I've been at MLM for seven years now. And yes, today it's really a subject that I love. Left or right brain, I love it. <laughs> so right now, before I continue, I want you to go in the comments and go right for yourself. Do you think you're more left or right brain? Just with what Maria told you in the first part of the podcast, are you most left or right brain so just go right in the comments i'm curious to know <laughs> so yes uh, when you are writing make sure to uh, always share the podcast too um so thank you to everyone i see that virginie always share i see that anna already share rachel too so thank you for all the sharing of the podcast because yes we have this big vision of building a thousand millionaire and it will be with your help that we will build that big community that always level up so thank you for sharing and we have a contest this week to win a self-development book on the group Le Millionaire Examen Inspirational Group so you can go on that group and play on the it's a quiz you have on the group so you can write what kind of uh, book you want to uh, read with us in the next podcast so what is the the not the book but the the theme of the book <laughs> so you want to read with us in the next podcast so thank you i see both of them i see right and now she writes center brain okay <laughs> <laughs> it's a new part <laughs> so yes we will do a, a little bit of a, an exercise to understand left and right brain so for each question you can answer from a or b so you can see if you are more left or right but yes it's something really easy that we'll do uh, this morning but i found a few tests online that you can do too because i was curious to know if i'm more left or right so I did the test, I knew that maybe I was more left, but I was surprised to see that my right brain is really developed too. So in every test that I did, I had exactly the same result. So I did three tests on three different sites and it's always 60% left, 40% right. So, oh, <laughs> it's good. So I was really happy to see that. So I will put the link for these tests on the group so you can go online to, to do the test and go in the comments after that and write what is your uh, answer, uh, your, uh, your answer at the end, what is your percentage left or right brain. So if we go in the subject, so left brain, so we will have logical or right brain, it will be intuitive. So if you are logical, please write A in the comments. And if you are intuitive, please write B in the comments. And Maria, she will answer, of course. <laughs> so logical, it means when I make a Google search, a logical person, what is it? The first thing that came out is Sherlock Holmes. So <laughs> Sherlock Holmes is the definition of a logical person. So you match idea to fact and you get to the fact straight and you pay attention to detail. Or be intuitive, you have vivid dream and you remember your dream. 
you have thought that drop into your mind from nowhere. You are very, very discerning and detecting uh, maybe red flag in a person that nobody see anything, but you see that red flag in a person. So that's the intuitive person. So A, logical or B, intuitive? Maria? Both. You have to choose. <laughs> oh, okay, B, 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 intuitive. What is the most? <laughs> yeah, B. Because yes, of course you have two in different situations, but the most B, intuitive? B, absolutely, yeah. Okay, perfect. The second one, we go, uh, A is words, or B, it's picture. I explain. If you see a word in a color, can you see the color first, or you'll see the word first? So maybe it's written the word red, but with the color green. What do you see first, green or red? Red. So if you see the color, it's B. If you see the word, it's A. Ah, yeah, I'm B, I'm B, I'm B. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Ah, this is good. Okay, again, again. <laughs> Another example for the words and picture. If you see a picture in a book, what do you see first? Really the image? Or do you look for the words in the image? So if you see the word first, it's A. Or B, it's the uh, all, all thing, the picture. Your B. Okay. Next one, number three. Are you uh, looking at parts and specific or a whole and relationship? So A, it's parts and specific that you break down a whole in all parts to really understand. So you're looking to break down everything to really understand. Or B, alls and relationship. So you look at everything as a whole and the relationship between every part to understand something. Definitely so B. A, B, also in relationship. Okay, perfect. Oh, yeah. Then next one, number four, it's analysis, A or B, synthesis. So A, analysis is in writing, you move uh, beyond the text and look at the idea, how the information is developed or Synthesis, you take all the parts to form a whole and you look at the overall pattern. B. B? <laughs> ah, yeah. So what am I? I, I I'm in, right. my, in my left? I'm in my right no. brain? Yes. Right brain. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, go on. Okay, number five. It's sequential thinking or simultaneous and holistic thinking. So sequential thinking is, for example, when you put together a puzzle. So it's step by step, but with the um, orderly prescribed manner. I, I, don't, like, I don't like being step puzzles. By step. <laughs> but it's step by step progression where a response to a step must be obtained before another step is taken. And Holistic thinking is referred to the ability to see the big picture and recognize the uh, interconnectedness of various components that form the larger system. So maybe if you write something, you can write different parts, but you don't know exactly what will be first, second. <laughs> but you have all these things written that is beautiful, but you don't know what will be um, the first part and the last part. 
So A, sequential thinking, or B, simultaneous and holistic thinking. A B, 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 B. <laughs> okay, and the last one. Hang on, Melanie, what are you what are you giving as answers? A? Yeah, both? Okay. No, it's A or B. You have to decide on one. It has to be A. It has to be A. You have to be A, I have to be B. And together we have A, B. Okay, c'est bon. Let's go on. Okay, and the last one is A, time bound, or B, time free. So time bound, you need deadlines to work. And B, time free, and like an artist, creation happens when it happens. Okay, this, I'm definitely an A. Yeah. <laughs> this, I'm definitely, okay, I got one A, okay. <sighs> one, definitely, sorry, guys. <laughs> okay, so we'll do the, the other test with you, Maria, after that, just to see the percentage in every test, because I think you have more left than right than you say in that test. <laughs> but now you're really right, brain. <laughs> And I know a lot of people, too, have a right brain. I see Melanie, she had more left brain. So, yes, a lot of people will have most of left brain because that's what the, the community that we live in really focus on the left brain. So if you go to school, it's always focused on the left brain. So it's okay. And tomorrow we'll go to how to explore exploit the right brain and how to do it okay so me i'm more in the right yes oh okay but you have more tests you said you're gonna you're gonna send them to me yes it's online okay we don't do them all now no 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 oh. no <laughs> okay because it's something you have to see it's visual uh, test so okay <laughs> i want to see <laughs> okay, I want that. Te okay, sorry guys. Let me let me close because now we're over time. But I, I, like, I'm passionate. You see how passionate I am about learning, learning to understand me. So left, left, with parts and specifics. I got it right, Marie Pierre. And right is the whole relationship between the parts. It's what happens in. But oh yeah, I'm I'm definitely right. Oh my god. Okay, so I need to work more on my left though. Because developing both sides increases results. This is what Maslow says. I love his, his, his sentence. He says, he who is good with a hammer tends to think everything is a nail. <laughs> it's not good. Okay. This is why I want to develop both. We live in a world of thought. Our thoughts. Now listen to this. This is not the first time we hear this in many books. Each, each book says it its own way, but this is what it, it, boils down to we live in a world of thought our thoughts create our experiences and therefore we experience what we think amen i think poor i, I think poor thoughts i will experience poverty it is the quality of our thoughts that create the quality of our life in my multi-level marketing business i say thoughts equal actions actions equal results so Make your thoughts better, you will get better actions and better results. So all our problems, all our problems are nothing more than a thinking problem. <laughs> I love it. Okay. We are not our circumstances. We are what we think of our circumstances. So I'm so excited to dive in tomorrow 
continuing on this subject again. I'm not doing it for you guys. I swear to you, I'm doing it for myself. Oh my God. Okay. Love you. Have a phenomenal Thursday. And all those in my multi-level marketing business, please share in private your proactive actions to bring our recruiting from here to legendary. All right, guys. Love you guys. Have a great day. Bye-bye, everyone.